Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We are pumped to get to spend another uh, day with you guys. Tatum, I think you need to slow down just a little bit. Stop. Slow down. Chris is playing on the title of our message today. Our our topic is going to be called... 10 Ways to Slow Down When Your Husband Keeps Speeding You Up. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> no, 10 no, ways Ten ways to slow down when your week is nonstop. So I want to jump right into this. Yeah, okay? we should. Thanks, everybody, for sharing it. Big kudos to you. Love the growing uh, team that is uh, being a part of this, uh, this podcast. But, you know, when the pandemic hit... Uh, one of the benefits that I heard from so many people about this global pandemic that we've been in mm-hmm. is how, remember how, how yeah. many people have said, it's been how, so nice to be able to slow to like, life yeah, down. to slow down, to stay home. To you be remember that when it first hit, we yeah. were like, the calendars were... We, people were like cooking all their meals at home and sitting around at the dinner table and eating together and you played board games. Remember when we would uh, we would take walks in our neighborhood and it's like mm-hmm. the entire neighborhood was, was all outside. Yeah. It like, was a big change. You like guys everybody it. was riding bikes and taking walks yeah. and kids outside. I mean, I've never seen that many people outside in my entire life. It's true. You remember that? Everybody does. Y'all know what we're talking about because you live through it. But I remember everyone was tackling... Uh, um, Oh, what what would you home improvement projects? Oh yeah, because Chris, and I wanted to paint a little bit, but I worked on one of our bathrooms and painted something. And you like the lines at Home Depot or Lowe's, whatever, to get paint was out the door, and they were out of certain supplies, and it was just always packed there. People were resting; they were connecting in with family, uh, all without FOMO. Remember what FOMO means? I remember. The fear of missing out. Yeah, such a weird word, but it's a true thing. Now, here, here's what I do want to say. Uh, as enjoyable and wonderful as the fact that, you know, we all got to take a break, it seemed like, from, you know, business as usual. Uh, you know, and let me just preface this and say this. I'm not diminishing the fact um, by the fact of what it has you know yeah. what this pandemic has done ter- to it has done to businesses ways, yeah. and, and loss of life, um, even the, the the mental health crisis that has happened in people's uh, world and the challenges and the stress. I do want to say that for so many people now, for us in the church world, it really ramped up because when the church when the world's hurting, they turn to the church, and yeah. everything of how we did ministry and everything was turned yeah. upside down had in to, a moment. Yeah. But there was a moment, but then there was a season where it, it seemed like we we got like things. Well, I don't know if they slowed down really. For mo- for for most people that were not in ministry, uh, they got to take a little bit of a break. However, here's what I've noticed: something has changed, and what I'm seeing is that the as the world is returning back to a relatively normal work week, 
you know, with school schedules and church gatherings and, you know, social obligations. I honestly think that things have perhaps even gotten busier in our world, in our, in our lives, in attempts to make up for lost time. I'm seeing the physical effect on uh, these ramped up schedules on people's lives. I mean, people are physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. And so I think we need to address that today. And I think this is going to be an incredibly um, wonderful breath of fresh air for so many people. Because I want to talk about what do you do when your week, your month, your season of life is nonstop, but yet you feel like your soul desperately needs a break. All right? And so we're going to give 10 ways to slow down. Come on, Tatum, say slow down. Slow down, she said to herself. Uh, uh, I have a hard time acting like some like I don't fit in the like I'm not the person that you're looking across the table talking to as Chris is setting up this podcast today. I just feel like it helps me to be transparent with y'all because as Chris just said, as we went through COVID and all um, that that had to change about church and about the way that we did ministry in addition to the additional needs that needed to be met by us. We really didn't slow down. We, it really yeah. ramped up, and so um, it's a mm. it's kind of ironic when I start talking about ways to slow down because for me it's a great reminder um, of what I know life and pace and all of that should be, which we've talked about already this month. Um, but I I'm kind of like smiling at myself as we approach the topic of ten ways to slow down because I know the challenge. Like we, I say, we know the challenges um, of and the importance of of doing this. So let's talk about how. Okay, here's we the do first it. one: acknowledge that I'm not God. Period. Hallelujah. See, what I've found is that we a lot of times we get in trouble when we try to take on the attributes that are not meant for us. Yeah. So we try to be in two places at once, which is omnipresent, mm-hmm. and you're not. Mm-hmm. Or we try to 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 be all things to all people, and that's omnipotence. Mm-hmm. Or we try to to, uh, to control everything at all costs. Well, that's sovereignty. Yeah. And acknowledge you're not God. Look, hey everyone, look at your week. Is is there areas that you need to release over to God? And when we surrender the need to have it all together, mm-hmm. that's when we become strong in our weaknesses. So acknowledge number one that you're not God. And that honestly is tough for most people because we we want to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And we want to be like We want to say yes to everybody. Yeah, that's what it is. You want to be able to like please people and to be what they you think they need you to be and the truth is you can't do you it can't. all. You can't. You can't. But God can, but yeah. you can't. And once you surrender to that reality, like really surrender to it. Uh, that's when you become strong in your weaknesses. Okay? Number 2. Fuel your body. Super important. So I love the story stories of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and the 4,000 because Jesus knew the connection between feeding the physical body and really how it affects your spiritual soul. So when you don't, when you don't have proper nourishment, I'm telling you that you will focus, you, you will struggle to focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I notice that 
if I change like my I'm Chris and I are for the most part we really are pretty regimented with what we eat and we eat a lot of the same Oops. things try to try to eat most of our things are healthy things and just live a lifestyle but we don't do this during the holidays so we sort of give ourselves a break and just want to enjoy um, life yeah all the things around thanksgiving and through the uh, month of december you know my favorite thing that i had one of my favorite things what well i had a couple there there were some really good things that people in the church cooked for us tell me which what you're talking well, about well there were these brownies uh, like muffins <gasps> they were like chocolate oh, chocolate so good. chip yeah muffins yeah i remember those <sighs> those, those were, were good. good and then uh nathan pickens on our on our staff yeah his mama Makes yeah. peanut brittle. Mm. I got a big old can of that peanut brittle. It was mm. so good. Okay. Anyways, back we to- ate a lot, of, but now we're not. We're doing. We're fasting. But okay. So but honestly, my point in we're going to slow down. Yeah. When you fuel your body with the right things, you're when I'm drinking them uh, enough water and eating a balanced diet, you literally can think clearer. Like I notice my mind and my focus. If we go without something for a really long time that your body needs is essential, you're going to feel the effects of it. So we got we have to begin to eat healthy. And that's one of the benefits of these 21 days of, of prayer and fasting. It really focuses you on getting your spirit man strong, but then also getting your body healthy. Yeah. And you're pulling I, back. I would encourage you that if you can, you know, if, if you struggle with that, Prepare snacks ahead of time, like healthy snacks. Preparation because key. if if you haven't done that, you're going to be starving, and the first thing you're going to go for is the bag the of chips things. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So prepare your preparation. Uh, yeah, your fridge or your your pantry, and eliminate some of the bad food out of there, so it's not su- such yeah. a temptation to you. We had to do that, babe. I just had to give it all away, take it out of here because that stuff's tempting. So you need those right things. So, so I'm telling you that if you start eating right. It, it will help you to slow down because you'll have more energy. Okay, so it, it'll actually replenish you in a way where you feel recharged and refreshed. Here's the third thing, and that's this: don't skimp on sleep. Mm. So when when your weeks are packed, typically the first thing to go is sleep. Yeah, because you. For me, I know I stay up like trying to get extra work done or catch up for your the your mind next day, is constantly racing and, and I wake up thinking about work and whatever whatever. So it's sleep is so important when we're deprived. Um man. And it affects your spiritual life too. It affects everything. Uh, the sto- there's a story about Elijah and he's out in the desert and he's hiding from his enemies who actually wanted to kill him. In other words, he was in the middle of a spiritual wilderness and an angel shows up and what does the angel tell him to do? He tells him, eat something and go get some sleep. Mm-hmm. In other words, God was saying that before I can talk to you, Elijah, you need to eat some, you need to eat, get something to eat and take a nap. <laughs> Sometimes one of the most spiritual life. things you sure. can do is take a nap. Our bodies need rest and it is a gift from, from God. And we not we need to uh, prioritize good sleep. I know that I think that you need a little bit more sleep than I do. I know I need more sleep <laughs> than Chris does. Yeah, but I think I don't even know. Like average, I want to say is like between six and eight hours that people need. Like you should. No, it's get. eight. 
Is it eight? Mm-hmm. I think it's seven or eight. I could take a good eight hours. <laughs> I need when I don't when I get like five hours. We wonder what our dog does. I mean, she, she sleeps. sleeps like twenty two hours a day, but she's really old. But when I get like five hours of sleep for me, like night after night after night after night, then I get a migraine headache. My body literally is like forcing me to go close yeah. your eyes. You can't. I can't function well, and um, it's just not healthy for us um, long term. Okay. We have to sleep. Here's here's the next way to slow down when your week is nonstop. Take a break from social media. Mm. You know, I've even, I've found that in even in my busiest weeks, that I will still find time to check out my social media and, and make some posts. You know, I found this out. The average person spends average. So there's a, a whole bunch more that spend way more than this. Two and a half hours a day. Yeah. I believe that. Two and a half hours a day on social mm-hmm. media. And what happens is, is you find yourself constantly scrolling and comparing your life with other people, and you waste all kinds of time. Yeah, and it sort of depletes, I think, from how you've, like emotionally, it kind of like pulls at you all the time because you're just seeing other people's needs or their complaints. A lot of it's fun, but some of it's pretty negative, and you're just... I do better when I, I'm not like You feel exhausted. If you, yeah, you're yeah, exhausted. And some of you may be exhausted right now because you've been spending too much time on social media. Yeah, just live in the moment right now and put it all away. I got to check to see if somebody liked the picture, you know? Here's That's the, true. Yeah. Uh, so stop. Everybody stop doing it. Okay, number five, call a friend or a family member. So let me say like this. Don't text them, call them. And I think that this is really important. So we all, uh, we, I, I like sending, you do too, with our family, our kids, you know, funny memes uh, or uh, like, you know, text with all kinds of emojis and some, and, and it's fun to know that somebody on the other side of that is, uh, has a smile on their face. Yeah. You know? We like that stuff. But it doesn't replace like the conversation, the real um, power. <laughs> I think, impact that talking with someone. You do this all the time with your mama. Like when you've had a busy, busy, busy week, Yeah, you'll call your mom. I love my mom. It just makes my heart feel so good to hear her voice because I love her and I don't get to see her enough. But text just, I don't, I don't really ever text If she her. texts, it, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. But when you yeah, hear her voice. Uh, there's nothing like it. Listen, and, and don't just think about your family. What about that, you know, when you're at the soccer game, what about that that other couple or that other, you know, maybe there's another soccer mom that's that's there in the bleachers on yeah. the field. Uh, what about chatting with somebody at the church and, hey, let's grab a coffee and just let's catch up a little bit. Yeah. I think we live in such fast-paced society and culture that we do dismiss the, the, um, the impact that, like, conversations have. And it doesn't have to be on the phone, but I think what, what you're saying here is just taking a moment to like stop looking at your screen and your phones and I'm preaching to myself here and just talk to the person who you're standing behind in line at the grocery store or when you're when you're in the lobby at church or picking up your kids from from um, their classroom like who else is right around you that we're missing those moments and those connections we could be making that that maybe the Lord is like trying to set up for you to meet yep. them, to know them, to, for them to hear your story and what you've been through because they're going through it and you don't even know. Like there's moments that may feel 
like interruptions, but they're actually divine interruptions. And because we won't set aside the busy things on on Facebook or on on our computer screens or whatever to to like converse human being to human being in a natural way, we're missing them. And part of that slow down, rushed life that we live is just have a simple conversation and just talk to someone, even though you, even though they may be a stranger, just say something. I think we're all desperate for human uh, connection. I think the more high tech we've become, the more high touch we need to be. Yeah. And I think it's incredible what a few words will do to lift someone's spirits. Mm -hmm. And when you encourage somebody, when God uses you, talk about Mm -hmm. replenishing you Mm -hmm. on the inside. Yeah. And it can be, I can, I saw something this past week (laughs) on social media. I saw a beautiful example of this, and um, what you just said reminded me of it. Someone was just walking by strangers and giving them a compliment, not in like a creepy way, but just in a genuine, and then then it was recorded to get their reactions. And there's so much power in words, of course, but it, it was things like, oh, you have a beautiful smile, like a lady said to another lady walking down the street, like, are you from Hollywood, like you, like just was complimenting people and it, their whole countenance changed, like their whole appearance because people are craving and in need of human interaction. And so many of us are glued to technical devices, some by, not by choice, because that's your work. You have to be on a computer all day, but we forget that we have the power to do that. Like when we're in the grocery store or you're out shopping or you're at you know, a life group or in the church building, like you can just say to someone like, you look beautiful today, whatever, like, and it changes so much. It's so encouraging. We have the power to do that. Yes. I love that. I'm going to put a period on that. That was beautifully said there, honey. Beautifully. Here's number six. And again, we're talking about 10 ways to slow down when your week is nonstop. How about listen to the Bible? So If sleep is the first thing to go when life gets busy, I'm going to tell you, by and large, your quiet time is second. And a lot of people right now, they're just thinking, man, if I can't spend 30 minutes with with God in interrupted prayer and reading the Bible and all that, I guess I I can't, I'm going to skip my time with God. Don't buy into that. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, redeem the, the... the time that you have when you're driving in the car mm-hmm. on the way to the office or when you're getting dressed in the morning, or maybe you're in the car line waiting to pick up your kids from school. These are all amazing times to fill your life with God's word. And mm-hmm. there are so many different apps out there that will read the Bible to you mm-hmm. in a variety of different, you know, voices that you might go, oh, I like, you know, whoever, uh, you know, Sean Connery's voice or wh- whoever. <laughs> I don't think uh, he reads the Bible. But no, I know. <laughs> but I like. And what he you're passed saying. away. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but we're I'm saying just, you what can I'm trying listen. to say is, yeah, like you can listen. You don't. You, it doesn't have to be that you're only consuming God's word and being encouraged by sitting in a chair and reading for 30 minutes. But you're in your car, right? All of us for some period of time. And Let's here's think the, of other ways. The purpose of this. Listen. The purpose of this is 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 this. A lot of us are exhausted because your spirit is weak. The Bible says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So out of your innermost being flows the issues of life, Scripture says mm-hmm. in Proverbs. So a lot of us are, are exhausted because our spirits are exhausted. So th- there's a lot of you that you you rest you know, for a couple days, but you still feel exhausted. Yeah. And that's because your spirit man is not 
uh, being, being recharged and yeah. refed. And I think you need to pay, pay attention to that, okay? Here's the seventh thing, and that's this. Recall your worth. So it's easy to forget that our identity, our value, doesn't come from what we achieve or what we do, but it comes from who we are. Listen, you're not defined by your job title, your bank account, your position mm -hmm. in life. As a Christ follower, you are a son and a daughter of the King of Kings. Amen. Listen, God chose you before the beginning of time. You are his child. And when you are reminded and you recall your worth of like who you actually really are, mm -hmm. woo. You have to you have to know that, right? And you can only know that coming back to God's word. Like it's not your value isn't in who other people say that you are, and your value isn't even who you tell yourself you are. It has to line up with who God says you are. Because sometimes we can be off, right? It's not about pumping ourselves up with because of our own self, like our own strength or our own amazingness or our own whoever I want to tell myself that I am in pride, right? But it comes from the value that God placed on your life because you're His. Yeah. You're valuable, not because of what you do, not because of what you have, not because of really who you think Any you are. That, you're yeah. valuable because of who God says that you are. The truest thing about you is what God says about you, and he calls you his masterpiece. Masterpiece. Think about that. When God thinks of you, he thinks, ah. I formed you. I made you. That's my masterpiece. Yeah, wow. Ah, that's my pride and joy. You know, he doesn't look at you with disappointment and frustration. You know that God never once has been disappointed by you ever. Because to be disappointed means that you didn't know about it in advance. And God knew everything that you would do, past, present, and future. And still, mm -hmm. he still sent his son to, to, to the earth to pay the price for you because he loves you that much. Mm -hmm. And when you recall your worth, it starts recentering you. There's nothing that you're going to do that's going to change the, the way and the amount of love that God has for you. There's nothing. The Bible says there's nothing that's going to separate you from his love. Um, so just re remember that today for and those of you who are struggling to yeah. believe that you really are loved by God or that you haven't really disappointed him. Um, re remember his love for you is unending. It, it's an undying love. It's not a love that's contingent on your behavior or on your choices or on your sin. He would have still sent his son to die for you, knowing all that he knows about you right now and every choice and every decision you've made that you feel disappointed by. He still gave Jesus for you knowing that. You know, when the Bible says that the, the Holy Spirit is long-suffering, you know what that, what that literally means? It means that there is, that the, the, that there is um, that the love of God is long. Like there's no place that his Holy Spirit isn't and that he is constantly there to, to hold you up. No matter how far away that you've walked away from God, no matter how distant things have gotten, mm -hmm. he is long-suffering. There's no place. He, it, it is long. It's... There's no place that God God isn't. And when you realize that, it allows your life to slow down a little bit, that you don't have to try to be something that you're not and try to impress people. Yeah, that, and work yourself up into like yeah. certain roles or titles. This is really important. Based on your own ability, but really you can rest in, I'm valuable because I'm the Lord's. Come on, everybody, take a deep breath and just realize you're valuable. 
Here's the eighth one. You'll love this one, honey. Take a walk outside. Like there's something about being outside that automatically slows down our racing hearts. It quiets our thoughts. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, the the positive effects of you know the vitamin D that comes. I think that helps. I like hearing the leaves blow in the wind. Mm-hmm. We love taking our little dog for a walk, and we'll hold hands and just watch her little hair blow in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> she walks sideways oh, just a little bit. You know She's what I'm saying? So small, so cute. Anyway, but when you get that extra oxygen, you just feel better. And, and let me just say this, maybe, maybe you can't get outside to hit, you know, for a, a nice little walk, then go hit the gym. Mm-hmm. Do it for 30 minutes. Uh, there's tons of home exercises that you can do without weights. Yeah, you could just do just body Just simply your body weight. Your house. Just moving. Just what are the ones that you look at? You, you do some, uh, how, how do you, because uh, I got my thing, I, I, I use weights, but you like a lot of times doing can, body weight. Well, yeah, I would just sit, tell people to check, go to YouTube and just look up body weight exercises because there's like hundreds of thousands. So if if you have been telling yourself, I can't go to the gym or I don't have a membership or I don't have equipment or whatever, do yourself the favor of you re, You will feel better just by moving in some way. And there's a lot, I mean, like My dad has jacks, said this for years. He's like, like, he said, sit-ups, just motion is lotion. Yeah. Motion is lotion. That's actually a true statement like in therapy as well. When you're physical physical therapy and you're repairing an injury, the more that you can move in a in a in a healthy way, in a way that doesn't injure yourself, the better it is for your body. You f- I feel better when I do that. Even um No, we don't want to. <laughs> oh. I've yeah, this has been a hard January for me to get back into the swing of really a uh, good workout habits, but I feel so much better when I do it. But trust me, it's not about wanting to. It's about knowing it's good for me and I have to. Okay, here's number nine. Attend a church or a life group. And this is a huge one because as all of us know, um, with the pandemic happening, um, we have seen statistics and read reports about how how drastic the effects of isolation uh, have been on mental so health. many people. Yeah, mental health mentally. issues have spiked. In fact, I read uh, that right now. This is this is brand new. Twenty twenty one statistics. Twenty two. Now we're in twenty twenty two. I know, but now they can give us the statistics oh, okay. from twenty twenty one because okay. we're in twenty twenty two. This just came out in December that forty seven million Americans are experiencing a mental illness. Wow. Wow. 47 million. That's a huge number. Yeah. Nothing can replace physically meeting with people. Uh, when, when we gather together with a group of, of other uh, Christ followers, it reminds us that we have the support and the encouragement of, of, of the church. I remember uh, after the, um, we had been shut down for like 12 weeks initially mm-hmm. with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And when we first came back, back in 2020, back in 2020, I rem- I'll never forget it. Like here I am, the pastor of the church, every service for the first three or four weeks, I sat there and cried through every one of our, our services. <laughs> yeah. It was super it, emotional. It, it, 
just, because being in the presence of God yeah. and hearing the people of the Lord just worshiping Him. Yeah, I remember there. one of the guys, he had not been in church for a year, for an entire year. Mm-hmm. He quarantined. And when he came back, uh, he said, and he uh, and I saw him after service, and I walked up to him. I gave him the biggest hug. I said, man, I'm so glad that you're here. And he told me, he said, I would rather actually be dead than not be able to be in the house of God, worshiping the Lord with the people of God together. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's just something powerful that happens when you are... When you attend... In church. Yeah. Church or a group together, life groups. Yeah. There's, it's power and What happens is, is that we get to share our burdens with each other. We, we get an opportunity to, to ask for help. We, you know, there's opportunities to, to seek for wise, godly mm-hmm. counsel. To pray together. To pray for each yeah. other, to, to just encourage each other. Sometimes you just need a add a boy, add a girl, somebody just... Just to hug you and like say, hey, we're going to get through this. When you're, you're overwhelmed... Yeah place I want to be, as I want to be with the people of God. And so your life, you will find uh, that one of the ways to slow down when your week is nonstop is to be in the house of God. It actually doesn't speed your life up. It resets you. Mm -hmm. You walk out. Again, that's your inner man being strengthened. Yeah, exactly. I promise you, everybody that shows up on Sundays that feels like, I'm so exhausted, they show up to church by the time they walk out, there's a mm. smile on their face, yeah. a skip in their step to like going, man, You're this feeling the good. difference that it makes in your spiritual being. No place I'd rather be. And here's the last one. And this one is absolutely so important. Remember, everybody, that nothing lasts forever. So in the moments that you feel like you're never going to get a break, that there's no light at the end of the tunnel, the Bible promises that there is a season for everything. And the good news is that no season, whether good seasons or bad seasons, are going to last forever. And so it's in you know the times of extreme busyness. Uh, prioritize the things that must get done and let go of the things that can wait until life slows yeah, down. Yeah, true. It doesn't last forever. That, it, this too shall pass. It will. That's a great reminder to... And you're going to make it through yep, it. To all of, all of us. You're gonna you're gonna make it you're gonna make it through it. God's with you, and so I I want to close by having Tatum uh, just pray over you for God's strength and you know for God to forgive us when when we fail. And so Tatum, why don't you just why don't you pray and close us out? Okay, let's pray. Father, we are so uh, in love with you, Jesus, and we are. So grateful uh, for your promise, God, and your word that you will never leave us or forsake us, God. Um, Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we have gone throughout a day or throughout the week and not taken the time uh, that we need to spend with you, Jesus, that we need to be in church, uh, Lord, because we we know that uh, as our life is busy and so many of us live at at fast-paced uh, the the most important thing that we need, Jesus, is you and is a relationship with you that's real and that's genuine and that's consistent. And so, Lord, as we just prepare for the year ahead and um, all the decisions that we have to make about how we're living our lives and what we're going to do day in and day out, God, I pray that first um, 
first would be you, Jesus, that you would be first. And we just dedicate that and commit to that in our hearts and in our lives that you're going to be um, our first and um, help us, Lord, as we're looking at our weeks and our families and our lives to prioritize them in a way that keeps you uh, number one. And thank you, God, uh, for what you're doing and for the lives that you're touching, for the good plans that you have for your people. And all of this, it's in Jesus' name that we ask. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week. 